from Indianapolis with an eye on every corner of the state. This is IBJ Media's Inside Indiana Business with Gary Dick. Presented by Elevate Ventures and Indiana University. An implosion setting off an economic explosion in Evansville. From rolling on the river to transform the banks of the Ohio into a regional gem to driving electric vehicle growth at Toyota's massive plant in Princeton. Plus, the timeline for building a new bridge connecting Southwest Indiana to Kentucky. Also, challenges to get more flights into and out of Evansville's regional airport. And what the Pocket City's historic baseball stadium has in common with Wrigley and Fenway. Hello and welcome to Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick coming to you this week from the banks of the Ohio River in downtown Evansville, Indiana's third largest city. This, of course, a center for business activity. There you see one of the many barges cruising along the Ohio River here. But it is also a center for corporate entertainment, arts and culture, and healthcare in the region, Southwest Indiana. We are here this week as part of our Engage Indiana series. This Engage Southwest Indiana, the first of seven regional events around the state of Indiana. It is a partnership among the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, IBJ Media, and Inside Indiana Business. And our event this week attracted more than 400 business, academic, and community leaders to the Old National Events Plaza for a discussion on key events, key issues driving the regional economy. Indiana Secretary of Commerce Brad Chambers says he's impressed with the momentum here in Southwest Indiana. It starts with people and, and product comes into it and, and that generates prosperity, but the people in Evansville, the people in Southwest Indiana, you can see the, the community leadership. Everybody gets involved, everybody's focused, everybody's working hard to, to, to rise up, raise up the tides down in Evansville in, in, in this part of the, of the state. And joining me now with a look at the state of the Evansville area economy, pleased to welcome to the show as always, Evansville Mayor Lloyd Winicky. Lloyd, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being on the riverfront with us. Well, along a changing riverfront, uh, indeed, a lot of quality of life projects uh, uh, taking place here. Uh, we're going to talk about riverfront development in a, in, a, in a moment, but give us your take on the state of the economy, the state of business in Evansville. I think the state of the economy and the state of business in Evansville and the Evansville region is overall very strong. We weathered the pandemic as well as just about any region, I would say probably in the Midwest, if not the entire country. The EREP team and the business leadership team in our community is laser focused on talent, uh, uh, talent uh, attraction and recruitment. And I think that that, uh, that laser focus has really kept us uh, keep our eye on the ball. I want to talk about a project now that's getting a lot of attention. It kind of uh, came into focus here with a boom, literally. The fifth and main project, uh, Mayor Winicky. This is uh, this was once the tallest building in Evansville, the tallest building for uh, more than 100 miles. Right. Uh, big plans for this project that 
seem to be? Yeah, it's, it's taken longer than we wanted because of the interest rate environment, the challenge of uh, supply chain, just the cost of doing business. It's all slowed us down. So we're really laser focused on uh, breaking ground before the end of the year on this new $50 million or so mixed-use development downtown. It will ultimately be a, a four-story building with approximately 150 apartments and first floor uh, retail and restaurant space, underground parking, and a nice big corner uh, park at 4th and Main. What's the biggest, in your view, the biggest challenge facing Evansville, and maybe more broadly, uh, Southwest Indiana? Everybody talks about talent and workforce uh, among those issues. What, in your view, is the big issue? Uh, that's it. It is absolutely, from a business standpoint, attracting people, keeping people uh, in the workplace. Everybody needs people, and we're all trying to do our best to attract talent. The EREP team and the Talent EVV initiative is really uh, focused on that, and we hope that's going to make a big difference. Amenities are a big part of that talent attraction uh, equation. Where we are now is, is part of that. I mean, we're standing near what will open next week, a pumping station, state-of-the-art. There's a skate park, trails all throughout here. Give us a, just a quick synopsis of what we're on. Yeah, we're standing at the Sunrise Pump Station in Cascade. The Sunrise pump station was a direct result of our consent decree with US EPA to reduce the number of combined sewer overflows in our community. So what you see in here are, is this beautiful cascade with swings looking out over the cascade so you can come right up out here and just enjoy the, the beautiful Ohio River, watch the barge traffic. But we were really intentional about we knew we had to do something for the utility, but we wanted to make it also destination green space, and it couldn't be a more picturesque site. The riverfront, I know, is a big focus. Is maybe that next big thing for Evansville. We want to talk with you about that in our next segment, so, so hang tight right here. Thanks for joining us, Mayor Winicky. Well, if you look about 30 miles north of Evansville as the crow flies, another key driver for jobs and investment in the region is in Princeton. Toyota Motor Manufacturing in Princeton. Workers there are playing a big role in putting more electric vehicles on the road. The massive Gibson County plant in the final stages of a more than $800 million investment to enhance EV production, adding a Toyota and Lexus EV model, as well as 1,400 jobs. I don't think people realize what Toyota has done for the entire region. They'll have more than 9,000 direct employees here when this is done. $803 million investment two new EVs, one being a Toyota branded, one being a Lexus branded for the first time for us. And those will come out later this fall. So for, for us, and then all the supply chain that is tied to that, it's very significant. And plans moving ahead on how motoring across the Ohio River will take shape here. Work has begun on the Kentucky side of the river for the I-69 Ohio River Crossing Project. Plans call for vehicles to begin moving on the span in 2031, but Cook Enterprises Chairman Bob Cook says that's not soon enough. Well, right now, the general plan is that you can drive on it in 2031. And that seems like an awfully long time when uh, we're 23 here. So we're trying to speed that up, see if we can't move it a little faster. You know, there's uh, like nine times the traffic on north-south interstates that there is on east-west interstates. Yeah. And uh, so we see uh, real uh, regional growth, actually growth for the whole state of Indiana, when we connect all the way from up in Canada. When, it, when we get the bridge in, it'll go through Memphis, and ultimately it'll go through down to Mexico. And Evansville is rolling ahead with plans to make the Ohio River a focal point of downtown, and it will have a regional twist as well. 
More on what's in the cards for riverfront development, that next big thing in Evansville, when we come back. You're riding aboard a World War II workhorse, the last fully operational landing ship tank in the United States. The LST-325, now a popular tourist attraction after returning to her home port in Evansville. Certainly the Ohio River, a key focus for that next big thing here in Evansville in southwest Indiana. Mayor Winnicke, as you look at riverfront development, uh, it's more than a conversation now that things are beginning to formulate around what ultimately this uh, this riverfront could look like and how it could impact downtown Evansville. Absolutely. A year ago, we rolled out our brand new vision for the future. It's called River Vision, and it's a total reimagination of the riverfront as you know it, changing traffic patterns from two lanes in each direction to one lane with a center turn lane, building out over the concrete amphitheater that's been in place since the uh, late 70s, early 80s, and, or excuse me, since early, late 90s, I guess, and uh, creating a intentional space for, for kiosk, seasonal kiosk, uh, public art, and then creating new mixture use developments on multiple blocks that oversee the, the Ohio River. A lot of communities, uh, you know, kind of ignored the rivers for a long time. Now communities, Evansville an example here, embracing the rivers, embracing the water as a, as a key economic driver. A absolutely, and where we are today, the Evansville Museum of Arts, History and Science is probably just three or 400 yards down the road. A great uh, Mickey's Kingdom, a great playground, skate park. We have the utility facility that we described earlier. And just a couple of miles uh, north, or just a little southeast of here, will be the new Ohio River crossing. So we're creating a great new gateway into our downtown as well as being intentional about activating the riverfront. Hey, speaking of that, uh, the, the Ohio River uh, crossing, how important is it to get that, that project Oh done? my gosh, uh, we've been at it, and I mean we, the Regal We, our region for, for decades. It's the last big piece. Uh, really pleased that NDOT and the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet uh, are working collaboratively to uh, accelerate the timeline. Co uh, construction on the span is scheduled to begin in 2027. We'd love for it to start sooner, uh, but we know it's all about managing the cash flow, but the two states and the local region are working really cooperatively to make this happen. Mayor, I have to ask you, the riverfront development here, uh, a key focus for Evansville, but it's not just an Evansville thing, right? This this yeah. goes up the river to a couple of the Absolutely. We're using Ready, uh, Ready, Ready Dollar Grant to help us flesh out the vision we've created for the Evansville riverfront, but we're also going to use that same consultant to help us as a region look at what could be developed in Mount Vernon and Newburgh, both really nice riverfronts, both have a lot of potential, and we think if we could collaborate and have three really dynamic uh, destinations along the Ohio River, Southwest Indiana will be even a greater destination. Evansville Mayor, Mayor Lloyd Winnicke, it's been great to, to have you stop by and join us on the show and to have you participate as well in the Engage event this week. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. One of the biggest business issues facing Southwest Indiana, a lack of air service. The region lost routes to Chicago and Detroit during the pandemic, and the business community is being very vocal about the need to get those routes back. Right now, we don't have the capacity to get north, and so, so much of our business relies on getting to the Chicago or the Detroit market, uh, not just to do business there, but to connect globally. And so, it is a big challenge for us. It's one that we're all over. Uh, we are confident that there's a, a, a good story coming, uh, but we don't have it uh, quite penciled into our calendars yet. Meantime, the state's Ready Grant program is helping to reshape Southwest Indiana $50 million in ready funding, 
triggering matching funds for everything from parks, wellness centers, and I-69 planning in the region. One of the biggest projects, the Toyota Indiana YMCA in Princeton. It's in a rural community, and typically you don't have that kind of an investment in a rural community. Those are really difficult communities to get the, um, the resources to build a YMCA. Uh, but, as Sarah pointed out, because of Ready, uh, because of local funding, the community coming together and figuring out a way to make it happen, we're gonna have this huge asset in terms of quality of place. I mean, that will spark more development in that community. Coming up next, the push to make Evansville a national model for delivering mental health services for young people. The latest on a $34 million investment here when we come back. At PNC Bank, we're committed to making a difference in the lives of our customers and communities by helping them move forward financially. As a Main Street Bank, we try to do right by our customers with every encounter. Our local teams offer personalized financial advice to help guide you in making the best decision. We're proud to be part of your community. PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference for you at PNC.com. Copyright 2022, the PNC Financial Services Group Bank, all rights reserved. It was perhaps the darkest day in Evansville history. A plane carrying the University of Evansville men's basketball team, staff and flight crew went down just after takeoff on a December night in 1977, killing all 29 aboard. The 1977 Aces Basketball Memorial Wall at the Ford Center in downtown Evansville, serving as a place to remember the victims. Well, it certainly took many Hoosiers living in the region years to get over what happened on that cold December night. Indelible psychological scars endured by many. And today, Evansville continues to address the issue of healing and mental health, especially when it comes to the struggles young people encounter. One of the largest gifts in Indiana University School of Medicine history will address what is described as a desperate shortage of care in the Evansville region, youth mental health. A $34 million gift from Evansville natives Bill and Mary Stone has created the Stone Center for Child and Adolescent Psychiatry at the IU School of Medicine, Evansville. Part of a burgeoning health care presence in downtown Evansville that includes the Stone Family Center for Health Sciences. It's the focal point of a multi-pronged approach to improve mental health in young Hoosiers and make Southwest Indiana a leader in the field. We're in the embryonic stage. We're still um, at that phase where we're working with our university partners, our hospital partners, um, and also people at the School of Medicine in Riley to see where we fit in in the statewide plan to address this for basically all Hoosiers. Here's what's making news around Indiana, brought to you by the Indiana Association of Realtors, Indiana's 21,000 realtors, the neighbors you know, the experts you can count on. Well, there's certainly more news happening around Indiana, including a strategic vision for IU Indianapolis. Some news from IU President Pam Witten. And for more on that and what's happening around Indiana, let's send it back to the studio now 
and Mary Rachel Redman. Gary, actually, it's so nice outside. We decided to get a little bit of sunshine out here on the circle. Well, we begin in Bloomington, where IU's seven-year strategic plan unveiled this week. Among the priorities, service to the state and beyond, President Pam Witten says the transformation of IUPUI to IU Indianapolis will be a cornerstone of that effort. Great urban centers have great research universities. We, we know that for the opportunity for students to learn, for the opportunities for uh, business and industry to access those resources that you find at a great research university. And so we have set an agenda um, that we will be creating one of the best research urban universities in the country. And, uh, and, and we're on our way, uh, particularly with the creation of our science tech corridor uh, at the front of campus. Some of the other priorities Witten mentioned include student success and opportunity, transformative research, and creativity. Oh, this is just unbelievable. Those are the sights and sounds of 2017's total solar eclipse in Oregon. Mark your calendars for April 8, 2024, because Indiana's next. That's right, on that date, all eyes will be on the skies around 3 o'clock in the afternoon to witness a very rare event when the moon blocks the sun for roughly four minutes, creating a total solar eclipse. And Indiana in prime location to see it. More than a million visitors likely coming to the Hoosier State to see the eclipse, which is expected to have a huge economic impact on Hoosier businesses. Now to Fort Wayne, where construction is underway on the lofts at Headwaters Park. The nearly $100 million project will include housing, retail, and a parking garage. That does it here from Monument Circle. Let's send it back to Gary in Evansville. All right, Mary Rachel, thank you. Well, certainly education is a key economic driver in Southwest Indiana. An engineering mind with a passion for research and technology and a soft spot for ice cream. That all sums up in part how Meng Chang is wired. Meng now wrapping up his fourth month as the 13th president of Purdue University. He's my guest this week on the Business and Beyond podcast. Born in China, he immigrated through Hong Kong. He was educated at Stanford with an extensive background as a tech innovator and researcher in both the public and private sectors. Meng's style of leadership based on a simple foundation. It's always the who before the what. You know, that's what I learned serving in Washington, D.C., what I learned as a startup person, uh, co-founder and the CEO of, of companies. That's what I learned, uh, frankly, also as a professor. Uh, whether it's teaching, you need a whole team, uh, including TAs, teaching assistants or research. You need your PhD students and postdocs. It's always about the whole team. Meng Cheng, his passion for Purdue, his family, and ice cream. It's all on the next Business and Beyond podcast. It starts Monday at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Well, coming up, what you may not know about Evansville that you probably should, including its baseball stadium and what it has in common with Wrigley Field and Fenway Park. That's when we come back. The battle for talent. Evansville's branding campaign, E is for Everyone, is described as a tool to help connect lifers and newcomers to the city. The community branding initiative was launched in 2017 with the goal of making Evansville feel like home for everyone and getting more people to live, work, and play in the city. 
capitalizing on numerous projects that are changing the vibe in Evansville. When you're talking to somebody who's maybe going to be moving into the community, oh, we're, we're uh, three hours from St. Louis, we're three hours from Indianapolis, we're telling them about all these other places to go and not all of the great things that we have going on here. And so the more of these types of projects that we can that we can finish um, here in the community is just going to make it that much better for for talent retention. Now, here are a few other things you may not know about Evansville, but it could be worth your time to soak in from the city's historic baseball field and zoo to the renowned greens of Victoria National Golf Club, a really high profile course here in the region. There are quite a few things to do here in southwest Indiana. This summer, Tom Hanks is managing the impossible, the Rockford Peaches. Maybe you did know about the Rockford Peaches and their Hollywood connection to Evansville. Slide! Slide! Thank you! But you might not know that Bossy Field where many scenes were filmed in the 1992 movie, A League of Their Own, is the third oldest operating ballpark in America, behind Fenway Park and Wrigley Field. Bossy's address, 23 Mattingly Way. Here it goes. Long drive and a grand slam upper deck for Mattingly. The birthplace to Evansville's real-life baseball superstar, Yankee great Don Mattingly who still knows home is where the heart is. Home is home. Home's where your family is, it's where you grew up. When you come home, you have a different feeling. It takes you back, I think, into your childhood and a time that's simpler in your life. Baseball is not the only game in town. There's also a big Evansville tie to Indiana's racing heritage. Lady and gentlemen, start your engine. Indianapolis Motor Speedway matriarch, the late Mary Fendrick Holman, grew up in the pocket city. Her family lighting up one of the largest cigar factories in the world back in the day. They also know how to celebrate in Evansville. The West Side Nut Club hosts one of the largest street festivals in the United States. The first zoo built in Indiana, yep, in Evansville, Mesker Park. It's been attracting animal admirers since 1924. Evansville and education also on the same page. The Signature School, ranked as best charter high school in the nation by U.S. News & World Report. Southwest Indiana's long history in coal mining, now a place for golfers to tee off. The Victoria National Golf Club in Newburgh has played host to some of the world's top golfers. And where in the world is the largest urban forest in the United States? Wesselman Woods in Evansville. The Crescent City, Evansville, the anchor of Southwest Indiana, where E is for everyone. I'm Gary Dick. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Inside Indiana Business Television podcast. Remember, you can get the latest business news from every corner of the state at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week.